This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to The Drill Down, the business stories behind stocks on the move. I'm Corey Johnson. Today is Thursday, May 20. Well, just ahead, Cisco wrestles with the global chip shortage. And bulls make money, bears make money, pigs get slaughtered, which is a pretty good business for Hormel. We'll discuss. And we'll talk about a fast-growing solar company with one of our favorite people, Adam Johnson of Bullseye Brief. But first, it's sponsor time. Era, a one-stop equity platform where you can seamlessly connect to any earnings call and surface actionable insights automatically. Era's AI-powered tools will allow you to work faster and smarter. That's Era, A-I-E-R-A dot com. And you can listen to The Drill Down on any of your favorite podcast platforms, including iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeart, and TuneIn. Please hit that subscribe button and catch every show. And let us know what companies you think we should be drilling down on. Talk to us on Twitter and Instagram by following at DrillDownPod and connect with us directly on our website, bizpod.net. I'm Corey Johnson. Welcome to The Drill Down, where we explain the business stories behind stocks on the move. Joining me as always, executive producer Isaac Webster. Tell us the three most important stories in the business world today, Isaac. Corey, let's get to it. The three most important business stories of the day. Number one, Weekly jobless claims continuing to fall here in the U.S., reaching a new pandemic low, dropping to 444,000 last week. And at the same time, a move by Republican states to end a $300 federal benefit will most likely reduce benefits further this summer. So one to watch. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the big number, right? It's what's going to happen to jobless claims and what's going to happen to unemployment. When are people going to get back to work? And the vaccine and the vaccinations happening across the country even if, as that rate slows down, is certainly helping things. Corey, have you, you have your vax, right? Everybody in the house has gotten vaccinated, including uh, my teenagers have all had at least one shot. And um, uh, I think that that sort of might actually, I, as soon as the words came out of my mouth, the, the deceleration of vaccination rates, I think the inclusion of younger people is actually going to see a receleration of vaccinated rates. But still, people, get vaxxed. Don't be knuckleheads. Exactly. My thoughts exactly. Now, number two business story that we're following today, Bitcoin bouncing back after yesterday's cryptocurrency crash. Bitcoin now trading around $40,000, still way below its mid-April peak of $65,000. Now, also today, some other cryptocurrency news, Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell said the central bank will ramp up its exploration of a digital dollar later this summer. We can expect a paper this summer outlining the central bank's current thinking on digital payments and the benefits and trade-offs of a central bank digital currency or CBDC. Uh, and they're already below uh, behind China on that, um, which you know is a, is a great risk to the dollar as this reserve currency of the world. Exactly. We have to, we're going to have to play catch up with China. Now, finally, our third most important business story of the day, there are reports that hospitals in Ireland, New Zealand, and the Scripps Health Hospital chain in San Diego have been hit by ransomware attacks similar to Colonial Pipeline's digital extortion attack 
just a few weeks ago, a spokesperson for the Irish hospitals said that they were now using paper records and were, quote, back to the 1970s. Security researchers believe the attack is the work of Russian-speaking cybercriminal group known as the Wizard Spider. In a ransom note posted online, the criminals have threatened to publish the health network's stolen data unless officials pay a $19,999,000 ransom. Well, if they were using paper, this wouldn't be a problem. <laughs> I think the problem is the Irish uh, hospitals were somewhere between 2021 computer security and paper and not close enough to 2021 and too close to paper. Corey, what stocks are you drilling down on today? We'll start with a big one, Cisco. Cisco, CSCO shares. They've gained 16% over the last 12 months. What's going on with Cisco today? Well, the company reported earnings for their third quarter, which ended in April. Uh, now, these guys, of course, make the backbone of the internet. So you'd think that in a year when we're remaking the internet, right, all the benefits of work uh, to home meant changing internet networks to instead of being focused on, on commerce and places where people go to work, re-architecting those networks towards home. You'd think that'd be good for Cisco. And it was good, but it wasn't great. So third quarter results, revenues were $12.8 billion. It's only up 7% year over year. Um, earnings per share of $0.68, cents, uh, which was up about 5%. So when revenues are up 7% and earnings are up 5%, it means you're getting less leverage out of your model and also just not growing a lot in a year when you'd expect more out of a computer networking company. But the guidance was tough as the company said they'd have to endure some short-term pain because of the thing we've been talking about so much, the chip shortage – and in order to meet all their obligations, they're going to be paying more for chips. They've just decided, hey, we're going to eat these costs and we're going to pay more for chips. We're going to pay more to get those chips. So they're doing everything from uh, agreeing to pay in advance to actually flying the chips uh, uh, to get them uh, to the manufacturing capacity faster. But uh, CEO Chuck Robbins, uh, he said they were in a good position to weather the storm not just because of whatever problems they're going to have in the hardware business, but because they've spent a decade diversifying into software. I think some of the supply chain issues we have uh, that, that we're seeing, certainly from a supply standpoint, are going to be with us through the, the end of the calendar year. Uh, but there's no question, we've also got some good tailwinds uh, in, the, in the gross margin line. When you think of the amount of you know, the, the faster growth rate of services and the ratability of that, uh, which contributes significantly now to the uh, to, to the revenue line. That's at a higher margin, and our software business, which you know year on year grew at 13 percent, and is now you know on a on a run rate of about a 14 billion per year software business. That obviously comes at a higher margin too. So while we do have supply chain headwinds, we've also got some some nice tailwinds that are coming in. Do you hear that horn honk in the background? I think he's driving an Uber while he's running Cisco. That Chuck is a hard worker. <laughs> He's That's a, a side hustle. He's a good guy, that Chuck. No, it, it is, you know, it has been a long turning of the ship for this company to have a real meaningful business in software and security. Uh, but they've done it, and I think they're going to get some benefits from that, as he says, uh, in the in the rest of the year. Will this uh, chip shortage stays with us? Corey, what is your next drill down? You ready? Hormel. You're serious, Hormel. Hormel. Okay. Yeah. Hormel shares, they rose 7% today, but they've only gained 3% over the past 12 months. What What's going on to Hormel? This is like a, it's close to a guilty pleasure, this Hormel Foods quarterly call. It's absolutely one of my favorite calls to listen to. Um, 
just because I hear stuff I don't hear anywhere else. And, and, you know, this is a big company, right? It's a $27 billion company, but it's completely ignored by the mainstream business press on the coasts. I mean, you know, people on the coast, when they look at the food business, you know, I always say this, right? When people in Los Angeles and New York look at the food business, you ask them where food comes from, and they say it's waiters. Well, food comes from farmers. That's true. You're from the Midwest also. You know this. People on the coast don't really think that, though. I mean, honestly. Well, then how come there's so little coverage of uh, agriculture, and how come there's so little coverage of Hormel? There's a big, interesting, important company. On On a Hormel call, you hear things like, Talk about the nation's pepperoni supply. It's not great. Who knew? Um, uh, huh. Exciting developments at Planters Nuts. I will not be making nuts jokes. Uh-huh. I'm better than that. But um, food service, sluggish business right now, thanks to the slow reopening of hotels and schools. But I think to me the most important thing of their quarterly update was thinking about where we were a year ago. I don't even remember what was going on in the – in the uh, meat business a year ago, but slaughterhouses were absolutely the epicenter of the U.S. COVID outbreaks. They'd shut down slaughterhouses across the country sort of one by one. I remember the headlines as they kind of break out as the virus would break out at these horrible working conditions in some of these places, horrible in my opinion. Um, farmers who couldn't bring their their hogs and cattle to slaughterhouses had nothing to do with them. Uh, it, was a, it was a nightmare um, uh, for the food supply. It was a nightmare in the grocery store. It was it was just bad news. But today, things are picking up for Hormel uh, virtually across the world. And as a result, they're jacking prices on all kinds of grocery items. Everything from they don't just do meat. I mean, they do Skippy peanut butter. Yes, bacon. Spam. Prices are going up. And the company is planning more price increases. They say it's going to go on for quite a while. They, they, they don't call it, you know, they don't necessarily call it inflation. They will sometimes call it pricing action. And that action has already added to inflation, and they're not done uh, with that action at Hormel. Here's CEO Jim Snee. The pricing actions that we've taken didn't, didn't happen, you know, all right at the beginning of the second quarter. And quite frankly, we're not done with all the pricing actions that we need to take. So, you know, we, we've got a lot of activity on that front. And so just the sequential action in our pricing is what will lead to that sequential improvement in margins. And so, you know, as you think about, you know, Q3, you'll see improvement, but probably some slightly lower margins as pricing hasn't quite caught up. Uh, Q4 really start to see more normalized margins as, as full pricing takes effect across the board. And I think it's important to note that you know, we've either taken or will take price across almost all of our business. So, of course, they don't often count food inflation when they count inflation. When you look at your wallet, the inflation gets counted. But that just sounds like this is just getting started. Corey, what is your next drill down? How about Ralph Lauren? They had an interesting earnings report today and maybe not a good one. Hmm. RL shares, they fell 6% today, but they've gained 71% in a year. So what did you hear from Ralph Lauren today? Well, sales were down 4% in the, what they, is their fiscal fourth quarter. Um, and the stores that they sell stuff in, I mean, it just kind of stunk. Um, but online, their internet business really bailed them out of, of the last, really last 12 months, including the most recent quarter. In the most recent quarter, on a year-over-year basis, global digital commerce sales up 52%. 
Um, and when you dig a little deeper, you see at Ralph Lauren, it's been a tale of two cities or two regions or a tale of three regions. Um, uh, so again, comp sales, right? So if you look at businesses that were open a year ago and how are they doing today, and you look at regions from a year ago and how are they doing today, well, in the U.S., comp sales are up 3%. Uh, in Asia, up 23%, but in Europe, down 45%. Uh, they're blaming COVID-related shutdowns. Remember the surge of COVID cases that we saw in Europe in the spring or in the late winter, I should say. That's what we're seeing uh, in the results of Ralph Lauren. But my big takeaway from the call was that Ralph Lauren is doubling down on where they've had a little bit of success in North America. And the CEO is saying that now they're underinvested in the U.S. and that it's about to change. Here's Patrice Louvet. Uh, listen, big picture, I have the most confidence now in our ability to win in North America since starting with the company close to four years ago. That's, that's really the way I feel right now, uh, looking at where we are, what we've done, and, and the, the key drivers of growth and value creation for that region. We have significant growth opportunities across the entire region we are underdeveloped in many key cities across the U.S., particularly in the West and in the South. And we have significant opportunity to expand our direct-to-consumer connected retail footprint. So that says to me they are really going to look at growth and growth in the West Coast. And a Ralph Lauren store may be coming to a shopping mall near you. All right, up next on The Drill Down, we're going to talk to our good friend Adam Johnson. No relation, but he is with the Bullseye Brief. And he's got a really interesting solar company, Sunnova Energy, that he thinks will outperform the others. But first. The Drill Down is brought to you by ERA. ERA's event access and monitoring intelligence platform improves earnings season and the investor events in between. Through comprehensive calendar tracking, one-click event access, dynamic monitors, multicasting, and more powered by an advanced language processing engine, which consumes some 40,000 plus investor events annually across 10,000 global equities. Learn more at era, A-I-E-R-A dot com. And remember to join the drill down on Twitter and Instagram at drill down pod. Link up with the business podcast network on LinkedIn and check out our website bizpod.net. Let us know what stocks we should be drilling down on. All right, our guest Adam Johnson of the Bullseye Brief joins us. One of my favorite people, Adam Johnson. No relation, believe it or not. Although, weren't we born, Adam, about a week apart and we worked together at Bloomberg together for so many years? Yeah. And, and, and you know, look, we both like to trade stocks. We both like to, uh, you know, spin a tail and, and you know, I guess uh, brothers from the different mother or whatever. Uh, it, it, it very much so. Uh, so let's talk about the stock you brought us, uh, Sun Nova, a solar company uh, that you've done some work on. Why of, uh, you know, okay, so solar, great. Uh, Democratic administration, great. Why this company? What are they doing so well? Certainly the stock has been up and to the right for the last year. I'll give you two numbers and they're easy to remember. 50 and 50. Okay, what sets this company apart uh, from all the other solar installers out there is that it's growing at 50%, and most notably, its gross margins are 50%. Um, and that is because, unlike the other solar installers out there, Corey, uh, this company doesn't employ um, thousands of people around the country. It uses contractors. Uh, and as a result, they keep their overhead so much lower. I mean, it's amazing, uh, Corey. This company has like 340 employees, and yet they're going to do, um, you know, probably uh, 
330 million in revenues. I mean, that's incredible. It's a machine. It's as much a solar company as a money machine. And that's why I like it. Yeah, I think what's interesting about this business is that it seems to me in a lot of ways their their principal business is kind of managing the relationships with the installers and the originators of their of the uh, businesses, of the contracts that they get. It's a management uh, of inventory company where they're trying to make sure they've got the right amount of solar panels and, and, um, uh, and inverters uh, that go with that. And then it's really a f- maybe more than anything a finance company where they're lending uh, or arranging lease agreements for their customers. Exactly. And and thank you for, for basically uh, making it easy for me to talk about it. You've obviously done your homework. Uh, this is a fascinating company. And, and you know, Corey, my, my business, Bullseye Brief, my whole thing is American ingenuity, right? People and companies driving the world forward. Well, this company defines American ingenuity for everything that you just said. Um, it's a solar installer. It leverages people. It leverages outside people. Um, half of their cash flow um, comes from installations. And then the other half comes from a combination of tax credits, which have basically just been enshrined for another 10 years, courtesy of the Biden administration. And uh, then the other portion comes from actually securitizing. And that's what I think is so brilliant, securitizing the future cash flow. In other words, uh, you and your and your missus, Corey, decide that you want to install panels on your roof. Cost you've, about- known, you've known my missus longer than I've known her. Yeah, which is crazy. I, I know. It's amazing. <laughs> I'd have introduced you guys, but, you know, you found each other without me. So, you know. It was meant to be. It was meant to be. So you and your missus decide that you want to put solar panels on your roof. And so, you know, you call up Sonova and you realize, oh, my gosh, it's it's thirty thousand dollars. Well, um, you can either get a loan or you can uh, uh, pay them uh, over time or you can pay it up front. But if you decide to basically pay over time and you choose to get a contract, what you're really doing is creating a cash flow stream in the same way that um, if you were to get a mortgage on your house, you would be creating a cash flow stream for the uh, bank, right? Because you'd be paying down your mortgage. Well, what Sonova does is it takes that cash flow stream all of your money that um, you are going to pay Sonova over time because of the installation and because of the service agreement. And it um, it securitizes that cash flow in the same way that banks securitize mortgages. So um, it's a way of Sonova getting money back very quickly. And, um, and then you can just multiply that. You keep doing it. So, you know, you basically... Um, uh, sell future cash flows on Corey's home. Uh, you get the money up front. You use that money to go out and, and, and grow the and business. Buy, yeah. buy equipment, you know, for the next house, you securitize that cash flow. Uh, you get it back. You use the money to go get the third house. I mean, on and on. It's, it's really a, a brilliant model, Corey. So they're not really exposed to customer, um, to deadbeat customers, uh, over at least over a long term, if they can sort of spin off those loans and spin Correct. off that risk. Yeah, now, they're not. They're not taking credit risk. They've basically passed the credit risk onto the person who has bought that cash flow. In the same way that you know, if you buy a mortgage-backed security, um, you know, the, the bank's not holding the bucket. You know, admittedly, you are. But I will also tell you that uh, they have a very rigorous credit process. And most of the installations are on new homes um, across California, places like Orange County, where the borrowers are very strong borrowers because they're new homes. You're not worried about poor maintenance. Um, In fact, they just bought Sunrun from Lennar 
And they're now going to basically be uh, going back and offering a special deal uh, to all of the Lamar customer, uh, Lennar customers. That's about 200,000 um, different customers um, around the country. So it's almost like found business. So I just, there's so many different things about this company, Sonova. That I, I just think it's fascinating, Corey. It, 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 it checks all the boxes of my American ingenuity thing. Selling Chinese solar panels. Okay. Well, b- besides that, but uh, you mentioned uh, it wasn't Sunrun they bought from Lennar. Uh, Sunrun's a different company, but they bought Lennar's solar business, which is a huge addition for them. And I thought one of the interesting things about that. Uh, oh, and Sun I can't remember Street. the name of it. I'm sorry. Sun Street. Yeah. They bought Sun Street. Everything's a sun. So not to be confused with sunscreen, which we all should be wearing every day. That's right. Um, especially now that it's getting warm out, we'd be outdoors more. Uh, so let's talk about this business too. What's interesting about these guys is the way that they seem to make it possible for customers to buy their product. Um, uh, when I look through their 10K, I see that about 31% of the customers have leases, 17% of them. Uh, well, and then you've got uh, 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 solar power purchase agreements with about 50% of the customers. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's, it's, it's interesting that they've been able to kind of maybe reduce a little bit of that risk um, over time, uh, by you know being more diversified with this Lennar acquisition, is is acquisitions part of your growth thesis here? Um, well, you know it's it's how you want to define acquisitions. Um, in in what you're getting at, no, uh, because it's going to be organic growth. But when you think about it, because it's a long term relationship, every single time they do an installation, they're effectively acquiring a customer. It's just that it's one customer at a time, as opposed to you know going out and and buying a a whole other company. Um, so uh, I'm kind of playing with words here, Corey. Uh, well, <laughs> I know what you mean, but 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 again, so the the notion that they've got lease agreements and they've got loan agreements. So, uh, but they're, if they're able to spin off a lot of those, and then the remaining half of the business have these sort of uh, power purchase agreements, um, it, it, it's interesting that that this really is a financing play, and that their yeah. ability to discount that risk over time. I mean, I, you know, the difference between you and I, Adam, the brothers Johnson, is yeah. that you are wonderfully this sunny optimist. I think it's so perfect that you brought us a solar uh, company, and I am. Con- Constantly, this pessimist, constantly in doubt. When you talk about the rigorous credit underwriting um, uh, that they do, uh, you know, every company, every finance company that's ever blown up has talked about its rigorous underwriting until they blow up. Uh, uh, and so, I it is one of the reasons I've always, you know, as an investor, avoided companies where I can't see what's in the loan book and have missed out on some companies that have done really well here. Uh, but they do seem to be really savvy guys, and they talk really openly about kind of how, what yeah. their discount rate assumptions are, what they imagine the finance market is going to do uh, uh, with their their issuances with an, a view towards how much they can grow the business. Yeah. Well, and, you know, the other thing is it, it's an asset. You know, if you are generating solar power, um, not only are you – generating power for yourself, but um, on days when you don't actually need to consume all of the power you created, you can put it in a battery, save it for a, a you know, a foggy morning, or, or you can actually sell it back to the utility. Um, and that's what these purchase agreements are that you're, you're talking about, um, whereby Sonova will actually agree to buy electricity from you, turn around and sell it back to the utility. Sonova, it's wonderful for Sonova because Sonova locks in a preset margin um, when they do that, and they tell you, by the way, what the margin is, uh, because they're very transparent about it. But it also helps the customer 
um, make money back. And by the way, that money can be used to pay down the original loan if you so choose, or it can be um, uh, a check that you receive. Uh, it can also be direct deposit into your account. So I think what makes this business and this company different is that um, they're, they're creating assets and assets that have value and assets that actually generate um, a product and income for other people. And to me, that's very exciting. What's interesting to me too, that I've always wondered about and, and kind of doubted. So I had solar panels in the last house that I built and, and uh, well, two things. One, when you talk about the ability to use the power in your house, put it in a battery or put it back on the grid. In California, basically the way it worked when I, when I built that house, and admittedly it was 10 years ago, but the rules were such that you had to put the power back into the grid. You couldn't use it in your own house if you wanted to get all the credits that were available to you, the tax credits. But right. the other thing was trying to pencil out the numbers. And the belief was that the solar panels that were being made uh, right now will last 30 years. So once you start to pencil, you know, if you pencil out a mortgage and you know it's a 30-year term, you kind of know where you're going to be in year 28. You know what the house will be, the condition the house will be in basically. You know that it'll still be there. You know that the loan will still be there. But yeah. I, I do wonder in the solar world if these panels that are being made now will still in fact have efficacy in the year 29 or 27, 28, 29, and 30, since that's what the financial plan is built on. And if there's some risk way down the line here. There may be, but I, I would equate that to uh, LASIK surgery. You know, if, if you get LASIK surgery, are your eyes going to be okay in 30 years? Well, I mean, I don't know. We certainly hope so. And there have been enough people that have gotten LASIK surgery over the past 15 and 20 uh, years who seem to be doing okay, that um, you sort of make assumptions about the future. Right. And I think that's, that's what we have to do here. The panels that are being made now are radically different and radically better uh, than the ones that were made uh, five to 10 years ago. Um, they're stronger, they're photovoltaic, uh, they're far more efficient. Um, and even just the way they're arranged um, is, is more efficient. You remember as a kid, uh, Corey, did you have a Christmas tree and you put the lights on and if one light went out, then they all went out? I'm so old, we use candles. Oh, I see. Okay, wonderful. It doesn't work well with the trees. And, and, and fortunately, the tree never caught fire because you're still here to tell the story, right? Uh, so um, we used to, we did not have candles. Obviously, I'm a little younger than you. So um, we had lights, but if one went out, the all went out. And that's because it was an inline circuit. And for a long time, um, solar panels were installed in line. So if one went out, they all went out. Well, now they're done in parallel circuits. So uh, if uh, one Christmas uh, light goes out, uh, that's okay. The other 122 stay on. And it's the same deal with solar panels. They're, they've gotten very savvy at managing each panel. And if there's a problem, they can pop it out and put it back in. And, you know, the inverter, the way they've, the inverter, of course, is so important, maybe even more important and more unique in some cases than the panels themselves. I was really impressed with this company and that they were one of the very first companies to talk about the shortage in semiconductors, one of the most important issues yeah. in the global economy today. They were one of the first companies to talk about it. And in the last conference call from Sunova, they came out and said, we saw this coming a long time in advance, so we did a lot of work to acquire inventory of inverters. You know, usually when I see an inventory line and a balance sheet getting worse, days of inventory in particular, mm -hmm. that is the singular most, you know, my background is a short seller, right? The yeah. singular most um, predictive metric in a short working and a, and a company's uh, running into problems is an increase in inventory. And yet right now, 
It's exactly what you want to see from a company is them picking up inventory in these inverters, in anything that's got semiconductors in it, because it gives them a competitive advantage. These guys talked about it very openly in their last conference call saying, we built up inventory on these inverters because we knew there was going to be a shortage in the market and we're glad we did. Yeah. Well, you know, that's that's the whole supply chain thing that um, uh, we've all been reading about in the in the journal and everywhere else. Um, as the economy normalizes, you realize that there were these gaps in the supply chain. And, and you know, this Sonova went out and basically uh, bought up what it needed to in advance to that. It was brilliant. It's kind of it reminds me of Ford Motor back in 2008 going out and issuing bonds so that they could shore up their balance sheet with cash, knowing that 2009 was coming. I mean, it, you got to give management credit when they when they get out ahead of these things. And by the way, I, I know I can't keep talking to you forever, but my target is 66 bucks on this thing. You know, it's trading under 30. Uh, there's a lot of upside here. I could run you through the valuation, but suffice to say, I think it's a double. I'm always more interested in the business and the valuations fundamentally because that's what's going to—that's the dog that's going to wag the tail. But let me ask one last thing here. Uh, you know, as it relates, you mentioned the, the Biden administration and extending some uh, uh, credits for people who install solar over 10 years to get us closer to a clean energy future and help with climate change. Um, the California's. Uh, 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 also has some proposed rules to change. That seems like it's the kind of thing that if California goes ahead and continues to expend some of their credits uh, that they haven't done yet, uh, that might actually be really good news for this company uh, in the very near term. Yeah, I think that would be um, a kicker that would uh, that would improve their margins even more. And again, at 50%, their gross margins are the highest in the industry. That's a function of having so few employees because he was outside contractors. But yes, if they were to be able to get additional credits from the state of California, uh, that would be uh, supportive and it would probably cause me to raise my target. Um, but we'll just have to find out and uh, see what the California voters uh, pass in coming months. Yeah, it's a public utilities commission. I think it's before them. But oh, Adam Johnson. So all of our listeners should be following the bullseye brief, should be listening to your podcast as Thank you may know, I'm a big fan of podcasts um, uh, and your newsletter. How do they uh, follow the Bullseye Brief and, and follow all of your thoughts about the stocks that you're following uh, and American ingenuity? Oh, you bet. Bullseyebrief.com is the website. And um, I have a sample issue that's available for everyone to see. I have a 45-day trial for 45 bucks. So you can get in there and find out all of the names in the portfolio. Right now, there are about 30. Uh, I come out with a new stock pick every week. Um, they're grounded in American ingenuity, people, companies driving the world forward. A lot of tech, a lot of med tech, a lot of biotech. I have beaten the S&P 500 about three and a half to one since launching in 2016. Corey, I love what I do and I love helping people build wealth. American ingenuity is, I think, the best way to do that. Man, we love you, uh, Adam. It's so good to see you uh, and, and talk to you as always. And your Twitter handle, what's your Twitter handle? Still AJ Insight? Yeah, at AJ Insight. And I put all kinds of stuff out there. I do, you know, I do my 45 second walk and talks where I'm walking to the office and trying to get my head in the game. Uh, those are uh, those are fun and helpful to me. And hopefully they're helpful to people. And of course, they're free too. All right. Well, up next on the drill down the bite, that one number that tells us a whole lot. And we talked about the credit risk that some Sonova customers might eventually turn out to be. So that number will be our bite. One number, the percentage of Sonova customers in default after this. The Drill Down is brought to you by Era, a one-stop equity platform where you can seamlessly connect to any earnings call and surface actionable insights automatically. Era's AI-powered tools will allow you to work faster and smarter. 
That's era, A-I-E-R-A dot com. And you can listen to The Drill Down on any of your favorite podcast platforms, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeart, TuneIn. Hit that subscribe button, follow us, and catch every show. And let us know what companies you think we should be drilling down on. Talk to us on Twitter and Instagram by following at DrillDownPod and connect with us directly on our website, bizpod.net. All right, the drill down bite, that one number that tells us a whole lot, that one number, the percentage of SunNova customers currently in default. Well, at the end of the last year, the company said that just 1% of their customers still in the books were over 120 days past due on their payments to Sonova. Uh, exactly proof of Adam Johnson's point that they don't see a lot of credit risk in their business model. All right, well, thank you for listening to The Drill Down. I'm Corey Johnson. Isaac Webster is our executive producer. The Drill Down is a production of the Business Podcast Network. Three, two, one.